want to thank you for your word today. Speak to our heart and give us revelation in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, next Saturday, I will be going out uh, 9 o'clock. Please come here. Join me. Uh, I told the Lord I will always be going out to share, in the gospel, to share the gospel. I don't care how big God makes me in life. I'll still be sharing the gospel with people. Uh, I, after we got married, I used to make my wife. Well, we both went out <laughs> from house to house in the streets sharing with people about Jesus. I want to give you an update about our new building. Uh, we had those that will finance the building, AJ Financial. They were here this week, and we we're talking very seriously about what to do and uh, how to go about it. And we're working on things, and I'm believing God by this, the end of this coming month, I believe we would have broken ground, and uh, the building will be going up. So continue to pray with us. It's going to be wonderful. Amen. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Does God care about your finances? There is a thing called covenant. And uh, there's the New Testament. That's the real word for that is the new covenant. The new will of God. The New Testament. The new will of God for your life. And it's good. There was the old covenant, but now there is the new covenant or the new will of God for your life. When Jesus died, he left you with a glorious will to bless your life. And this covenant is precious. And then there's something called covenant wealth. Not the wealth of the world, but covenant wealth. When you have covenant wealth... God says sorrow is never added to it. It's called covenant wealth. And if you read in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18, he says, And you shall remember the Lord your God. That's very important. Remember the Lord your God. Always, not sometimes, always. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. That he may establish his covenant. So the wealth is for the covenant. It's called covenant wealth. Understand it, people. Not just wealth for wealth's sake. It's covenant wealth. It says he will give us covenant wealth. He is the one who gives us the power to get wealth. And we will be talking about what that is. What is the power to get wealth? That he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your father as it is this very day. This day that we are sitting right here before God. God wants to establish his covenant with you. And he does that by giving you covenant wealth or the power to get wealth. Now, covenant wealth does not respond to prayer. Say it again. Covenant wealth does not res respond or answer to prayer. 
covenant wealth will not answer or respond to fasting. Covenant wealth responds to you being a covenant person first and a working knowledge of the covenant. You have to have a working knowledge of the covenant for covenant wealth to be delivered into your hands. Not just having the knowledge, but a, a working knowledge of covenant. And you may start, like what Michael said, having nothing today, but you understand to work the covenant. And then wealth will be delivered to you. You see, wealth is God's idea. He gives you power to get wealth. If wealth was not right, why would God give you the power to get wealth? He needs wealth in your hands to establish the covenant. If you don't understand that, then you will glory in poverty. But if you understand it, that God is calling you, and it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what background you have, it doesn't matter where you've been, it doesn't matter what happened in your past, if you understand covenant wealth, God can deliver to you the power to get wealth, and when it's all over, he makes you wealthy so that he can establish his covenant with you and your children after you. That's the word of God. And the scriptures cannot be broken. So that's the truth. We have been lied to in church when they talk about uh, church rat. You know, and, and, and people always expect pastors to be poor. <laughs> and if you have a little wealth, they question, but you are a pastor. Have you heard that? But you are a pastor. How come you are driving on Rolls Royce? So what they are saying, if you serve God, you're supposed to be poor. And Christians buy into that. And that's where the problem is. That's where the problem is. Because when you buy into that, if somebody is serving God and is giving all to God, why shouldn't he be blessed? If you buy into that, no matter what you do, you stay down. But if you buy into the fact that God wants his covenant wealth in your hand, then you can go into that and you are blessed. What God asks is, remember me. He says, you shall remember the Lord your God. Don't ever forget him. He is the one that's giving you the power to get wealth. Want and lack is not for the people of God. And then we've said it over here. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You see, God called Abraham. That's a covenant person. God said, I'm going to enter into a covenant with you, Abraham, and I don't want you around your people. That's why when you come into Christ, God wants you to separate yourself, sometimes from family members who are not doing right. God said, come out from among them and be separate. I will be your God. I'll take care of you. So he called Abraham. He said, come out. I'm going to make a covenant with you. If you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can enter into 
into a covenant with God so that you can receive covenant wealth and spread the kingdom of God. Amen? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And God is able to do that. There's nothing that can hold you back. When you have God behind you, who's going to push you back? God Almighty behind you. Sometimes we say, your God is too small. The God that you have in your head is too small. This is Almighty God. He takes care of you. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. He can take care of you. You have nothing to fear in this world. Nothing. God called Abraham. He said in Genesis chapter 12, verse 2 and 3, he says, Now the Lord said to Abraham, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. I've always held on to that. Yes. God can take a nobody and make him a real somebody. Amen. If you will come out. He said, I will bless those who bless you. So when you bless the man of God, you get blessed. When they bless you, because you are a child of God, they get blessed. When they give you a cup of water, God will respond to them. Especially if they're giving it to you because they know you're a child of God. It is all in the scriptures. Amen. God said he will bless those who bless Abraham. Why? Because Abraham is a covenant person. If they want to be blessed, give to a covenant person. And he said, I will curse those who curse you. That's what God said. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. God said that in Genesis chapter 12. But look at Genesis chapter 13 verse 2. He says, Abraham was what? Very rich. Oh, I like the word. Notice God didn't say Abraham was rich. That would be good enough, right? I would be happy to be just in luck. When God calls you rich, you're rich. Amen? God said Abraham was what? Very rich. Think about that. If riches was something bad, why would God brag on Abraham? I called him out and I made him what? Very rich. I love it. I love it. He said Abraham was rich, very rich in livestock. You know what that means? He had a lot of different businesses. Amen. He is silver. And in gold. <laughs> what, does, what does the covenant say? Just remember me. I gave it to you. Okay? I gave it to you. What child will not expect the best from his father? Or father? If you are wealthy, right? Why would God be different? Jesus said, you earthly fathers, you being evil. He called us evil. <laughs> Amen. He said, but you know how to do give good gifts to your children. How much more? How much more? 
How much more? Why don't we believe God's word and act on it? The reason is we're not willing to go all the way. If you change your mind this morning and you decide, yes, I want all for me so that I can reach out to the world. Spread the covenant everywhere. Bring more people into the covenant. Yes, I'll take this ungodly mammon that God has put in my hand. Now bring them in into the kingdom. God would have found a friend. He found a friend in Abraham, right? Found a friend in him. So he made him rich. So, question is, what is the power to get wealth? What is the power to get wealth? Let me put it very simple. I said, covenant wealth does not respond to prayer. Amen. It doesn't respond to fasting. You can fast all you want. It's not going to respond to that. That's not the way it works. You need to know the workings of the covenant. You have to have a working knowledge of the covenant for you to get covenant wealth. This is what it is. You know, God told Adam. Did they Adam sin? Do you remember that? And God said, the ground is cursed. And out of your sweat, you eat bread. Do you remember that? Sweat, sweating, is related to the curse. If you have to sweat, you're struggling. That's the curse. But then after the flood, God came down again. And now in this situation, he was going to make a covenant with Noah. That will be for the rest of life. How many of you still see the rainbow today? That was done over there that day. Things changed on that day. The day God spoke to Noah and made a covenant with Noah. It changed. When you see the rainbow, God still remembering his covenant with Noah. And what he said to Noah is still at work today. Isaac knew of this covenant with Noah. And how to operate the covenant. You know, in Genesis chapter 8, verse 20. He says, then Noah built an altar to the Lord. And took of every clean animal. And every clean bird. And offered burnt offering onto the, on, on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. God smelled this. And felt good. Then the Lord said in his heart. See? God was not going back. Ah, I know I was mad at Adam and Eve. And, uh, but now I'm, I'm, I'm thinking something good. About this earthlings. Amen. I'm thinking something good. He said in his heart. After smelling it. I will never again. Curse the ground. Amen. I will never again. Curse the ground. 
For man's sake, although the imaginations of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. Then God put another new law. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest. The ground is no longer cursed. But you still have to work something to get. It's called what? Seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Cold and heat. And winter and summer. And day and night. Shall not cease. As long as there is day and night. This principle is still working. Remember God. Where God started is. I am no longer going to curse the ground. Right? That's gone. But now on, seed time and harvest. Was there not night and day before the day God was speaking? God was just saying, as long as there is winter and summer, cold and hot, there's going to be seed time and harvest. So is your seed... Your sowing that determines your prosperity. How you do well in life as a Christian, how successful is based on your sowing. Everything is based on your sowing. This is a covenant law. You have to recognize this. It's a covenant law. You know, Isaac recognized this. Isaac was with Ahimelech, I believe a Philistine king. And there was farming on the land. And Isaac thought to himself, I'm going to go to Egypt. And God said, no, don't go to Egypt. I want you to stay where you are right there. There was farming on the land. So Isaac obeyed the Lord. And he stayed in the land. So he thought, what would I do now? I don't have much. I can't go to Egypt. God wants me to stay in the land. I'll just sow seed. The ground was hard. But he had remembered seed time and harvest. God told him, stay put. Well, I got to do something. So he started sowing. Amen. Amen. Now listen, he says, then Isaac sowed in that land. What land? In the land where he had farming. He sowed in that land and reaped in the same year of farming a hundredfold. A hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. When he sowed, the Lord blessed him. When you don't sow, you are not blessed. He sowed and the Lord blessed him. The man, Isaac, became prosperous. He began to prosper. Notice his success didn't come from his father, Abraham. Amen. He had his own success. He began to prosper. And continued prospering. He had found the key. 
Amen. He had found the key. No stopping me now, he said. I'm going on. He continued to prosper until he became the word again. Very prosperous. I love that word there. Yeah. Very prosperous. Now, why is God telling us this? He wants you to know this is the principle of success. The secret things, that's Deuteronomy 29 verse 29, the secret things belong to the Lord our God. But the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. These are principles to live by. He became very prosperous. So the Philistines envied him. May God make you the envy of the world. Amen? In your family, may you become the envy. The one that the envy because God is at work. And you know the principles. Amen? Are we awake this morning? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Now, if you are going to sow seed, won't you have to labor some? It's labor. There's labor involved with seed sowing. There's a lot of labor. You first of all have to determine uh, the seed that you got, if it's good for the ground. Amen? You have to determine if the ground is also good for your seed. You have to prepare the ground, right? As much as you can. And then you have to put the seed in the ground, right? And then you think your work is over? No. You still have to water the, ground, the seed. I'm going to be showing you what to do to water your seed. Amen? How to water the seed. So that the seed will now yield fruit for you. For your blessings. Amen? So there's work involved in sowing. Remember what I said. Your harvest will not respond to prayer. It responds only to seed. Amen. Your harvest will not respond to fasting. God will feel sorry for you for fasting, but you got no seed in the ground to be multiplied. Jesus said, what do you have? Couldn't he have just taken bread from heaven and fed the 5,000? No. He said, go and search what you got. Give me what you got. Sow some seed. Let it go. I'll take it and I'll multiply it. Bless it. Give it right back to you and you can feed the 5,000. You got to sow some seed. You got to sow some seed. And sowing demands work. There is work in sowing. And I said, there are two types of work with regards to your success. Two kinds of labor that will determine your success as a Christian, as a person. Two kinds of labor. 
Many times Christians are just too lazy. They don't want to do anything. They are asking God to do it all. It's like when you pray for people to receive the Holy Spirit and you tell them that we're not speaking tongues, they're waiting for God to take their tongue and wag it for them. And they do something like, ah, because the ministers are telling them, open your mouth. Open your mouth. So they do, ah. And God says, what do you want me to do with that? You got to speak. You got to do your own part. The Holy Spirit is not going to do your part for you. You got to do your own part. So they sit back there and asking God, just do it all. Go get the labor and go get everything and just bless me. No, God said, give me the seed. I need the seed. Give me the seed. Put the seed in the ground. So there are two kinds of labor involved. He's sowing seed. Two kinds. And both of them are so important. You can't do one without the other. You may be successful to an extent doing one, but if you just do one, you're going to really pay the price because you're coming down again. Sometimes up, sometimes down. Sometimes up, sometimes down. If you focus on just one, there are two types. I mean, the first one is doing the natural thing that you need to do. What you can provide. Amen? And then the other labor is spiritual. Amen? You need both of them. And I'm going to be sharing what both of them are so that you understand this, so that you can begin to walk them and it may not walk overnight because God has a way of doing things. He's going to see if you're going to quit. Oh, yes. He says, okay, if it doesn't work one day, is he going to quit? Many people quit before they get. That's why the Bible says, don't let go of your confidence. Don't be weary in well-doing. Because before long, you will reap if you don't quit. But people quit before they get there. Don't quit. Get happy when it's going the other way and you're doing what God says to do. Because you're deliverance is around the corner. Amen. Your deliverance is around the corner. Don't quit. Let me establish this before I go on with this message. It's an established principle. Your prosperity in life Is in your giving. There is no other way. Your prosperity is in your giving. That's where you will prosper and stay up. Your giving is so important. Now, this principle works every time. That doesn't mean you let go of the other one. This is a spiritual one. We come into this, okay? But then there is the other one, the natural one. How many of you remember Warren Buffett? You know him? How many of you remember one year he gave millions of dollars to Bill Gates? You remember that? And, and, and I thought, what's wrong with this fellow? If you want to give money to people, why give to Bill Gates? He's crazy. He is richer than you are. What's wrong with his head? I was disturbed by it, and I followed this. This man is nuts. 
if you really want to do good, then they asked him. He said, why are you doing this? He said, well, I want to give the money out, but I don't have the organization in place. He already has. And if I do that, I will spend some of my money trying to get the organization in place to get the money out. He already has it, so I'm going to put it through him so that nothing goes into the organization. He reaches the people. I said, it makes good sense, but something is still wrong with you. Why give it to this rich man? Guess the following year, guess who was the richest man in the world? Warren Buffett. He became richer than Bill Gates the next year. I was amazed. Your prosperity is in what? Your giving. Let me share a scripture with you. And please take it to heart. I'm going to go to the natural one that you need to do, what we need to know to do, to have the sowing in the, in the natural. And then... What's going to happen? And please let me let you know this. I am, you people call, give people labels all the time. I'm not a prosperity teacher. I didn't learn that. I've never been in Bible college. I'm teaching what I get from the word. Amen? I feel like I need to say that. Because Satan has a way of deceiving people and saying, what about righteousness? What about, that's not what I'm talking about. In fact, the Bible tells us that Jesus was going to eat butter. And honey, so that he may know to choose the good and refuse the evil. That's the son of God. Don't let other things come into your heart and make you reject God's word. Because when you do, you are rejecting God himself. I'm not a prosperity teacher. I teach what I see in the scriptures. And I try to back these things from the scriptures. Go back and search for yourself. You can never be too young for God to prosper. Know that. And you can never be too old for God to do a new work in your life. And rejuvenate your life. So that your latter years like Job is better than the former. Amen. God is able to do that. And he got you here today because he had an assignment for you. To hear the word. And you stand up from within you and say, I'm going out for my God. And I want to dare who's going to stop me. Amen. Amen. You see, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 28. I'd like you to really read this scripture very well and, and understand it. It says, let him who stole still no longer. But rather let him labor. Labor. The natural one. Labor. <laughs> hey, quit. <laughs> Working with what? His hands. That's the first part. What is good? That he may have something to what? That's the other part of labor. That he may have something to give him who has need. So when you have a man who is a thief, huh, that means he's in need, right? And then my advice to him is, why don't you go and work so that you don't have to steal anymore and take care of yourself, right? Is that not what you will say? But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says labor so that you can have to give. 
You figure that out. Because in giving, not just your labor, the labor is important, but if you want to really establish yourself in prosperity, what do you have to do? Give. Sow some seed. Go out, get the seed, and sow it. Keep some for yourself. Don't eat all your seeds, because then after you don't have anything to sow. But walk, take care of yourself. Let some be put aside for some sowing so that it, it will return back to you. So what establishes you is seed time and harvest. You need to sow. When you sow, you are going to be blessed. I, as a pastor, I don't argue with anybody who doesn't want to pay their tithes. I say, we'll see. Because you're dealing with him. I'm not going to argue. I will even tell you not to do it. Once you argue with me about your time, believe me, I've done it. I tell, don't pay it. Keep it. Because I know what's going to happen. And believe me, you don't give your tithe. You pay your tithe. <laughs> you don't give your tithe. When you receive a bill from the... Uh, <laughs> When you receive a bill from uh, Reliant Energy, do you give them the bill, the money? If you call them and say, I'm going to give you, you say, you're not giving us nothing. <laughs> Pay. Pay. That's what God says. Pay your tithe. You're not giving. You're just paying. Giving is another thing. Amen. 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 You're not giving. So it's your giving that establishes you. I wish we would believe the word of God and begin to act on it so that God will put an edge around you like he did Job so that nobody can touch you. And then like Satan said, why is he he loves you because if you, you've blessed him so much and moreover you put this age around him and you prosper him he loves you for it well that's the same thing as what God said about Jesus butter and honey shall he eat so that he would know to choose the good and refuse Job would not touch anything evil he, he loves his wealth Amen. <laughs> he knew that God gave him that amen Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. It says, some people give much, but get back even more. Others don't give what they should. That means uh, there's a part that you can keep to yourself. Amen? There's a part that you can bless your family with and take care of yourself. They don't give what they should, and guess what it turns out to? Poverty. <laughs> let me let you know this, and now I, I don't depend on our. You know why I'm free to share this? I don't depend on the church. Two weeks ago or so, I asked the Lord 
And I'm going to be very open for your good. For the, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you that this is the way it works. You know the works of the covenant. I asked the Lord, God, we are in need or in our church. We, we, you need to bless us. I need $12,000 this week. How are you going to do it? I don't know. But I need $12,000. Pastor Arena will tell you, guess what we got? 12000 plus. One week passed, and then the other week, the guys financing our church, they are coming, and we, the January offering was down. That's why I was asking the Lord. So I told the Lord, I need $15,000 this time. How are you going to get it? I don't know. I said, God, I need 15. Thank God for those who are obedient. Let me let you know. If you gave to that, God spoke to you. And more is coming from where that came from. Because God answered that prayer. I asked for $15,000. I didn't share with anybody. You didn't know about it. We all worshiped the Lord here. And then later I called. So Irina called and said, $16,000 plus. God added a little bit to that. <laughs> but this is how it works. He gives me, you know what he does for me? Confidence in God. I don't have to worry about what you think. <laughs> I preach the word of God. Uh, maybe that's a little rough, right? Forgive me, brothers and sisters. Forgive me, brothers and sisters. They don't mean to be rude. But I'm telling you, it depends on him. Just on him and him alone. I don't have to fear the future anymore. Don't depend on any man. I know I can trust him. I walk the principles of the world. I don't know where this is going. But I believe a day is coming where I can sow as our church sows into other ministries. And I can ask God for a hundred thousand for this week. Amen. For one hundred thousand. And I'll be sitting by my phone waiting for Irina to call me. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It used to be Arena and I agreed to go up to and pray together for three thousand dollars. The church hasn't grown big, much bigger than that. But by grace of God, Arena and I have been working on this and it's gotten to the point where we can believe God for fifteen thousand. And he does it through his people. You know you are blessed. God has blessed you. You're here because God has chosen to bless you. And I'm not sharing this with you. I'm bragging on my God. He's faithful to his word. And if you do the things that we're teaching you and act on them and get excited about it and make the Lord your delight, your life will change. Then you don't have to sweat anymore. Amen. That's one kind of labor. There is a natural labor that you have to do. And I'm going to close with this. I don't have much time, but I really need to get to this. I need to please give me a little bit of time because this is important. Amen. The most important thing that you do, this is practical thing now. Make sure you have seed to sow. Amen. Don't use it all for yourself. Make sure you have seed to sow. When things get difficult in your life, what's the first thing that goes? The Satan tells you to do. You can't afford to pay your tithe anymore. And you tell yourself, God understands. Well, that's the first pit that you fell into. 
What you need to do is hold back. I talked to Michael. My family and I, we've been through that. When things are difficult, that's not the time to go and buy that designer suit. That's the time to hold back. Michael shared with me that during that time, they, you, he shared with you oatmeal. When my wife and I were going through that difficult time, we didn't see the restaurant. We ate at home, and our kids ate noodles. They thought it was the best food ever. They were enjoying their noodles. Just not the time, because you need, what you need to do is hold back, make sure your needs are taken care of, so that you can give to the work of God and whatever giving you can do so that God will open the windows of heaven. But if you keep spending and you're buying all kinds of things and you're going more into debt and they're calling you and telling you all you have nothing, you can't even pay your tithe. Guess what? He's got you where he wanted you. The thing is to hold back. Keep some seed to maintain your life. So that you are okay. That's not the time to buy a Lexus. You hold back. You pull back. It is no need to go and spend $100 that you possibly are struggling and give it to a restaurant where you, you can prepare something. That's practical. Let me tell you, if you are not faithful in the little, God knows you don't have it. If he gives it to you, you're going to waste it. He's not going to give anything to you. You're not thinking. That takes labor to hold back. You understand what I'm saying? And when you hear all that people saying, I'm going to buy this for my wife, I'm going to buy that for this, you feel it inside, right? But you know, I'm going to labor. I'm going to hold back. And sow my seed for my harvest. Amen? What you do in the natural is to work so that you can have seed to sow for your prosperity. This is America, people. You can do anything. Sometimes it can be, I need seed, more seed, so I can sow. Maybe you need to get back to school a little bit, get a little thing, so you can find something that you can do. I'm going to be very open with you guys. When my wife was in school and things were hard for us, because everything, we had a babysitter and all of that, I worked full-time. And sometimes I went to a McDonald's. Yes, I have a PhD. You do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. Stop paying tight? Nope. Still do it. Take from that money from the McDonald's to sue. Amen? So that God can bless my family for the future. If you can do it, you got the mind. There are little trade, different things you can do. Why don't you go do something? Maybe take a little bit of time so you can get yourself in that place. You get established. You're sowing. And when God says, oh, 
You have been so faithful. Now, come into the joy. Amen? Come into the joy. Save some money. That's labor. Do your business with integrity. There are people that are lying to get money. I mean, God sees you as a child of God. You're not fair to your employers. You're living big. Whereas they got nothing, he sees it. These are days of labor. You take care of them as much as you can. You don't lie and cheat. You are a believer, a child of God. You can't do those things. Everything you do, he sees. And when you lie and you cheat, he sees it. And when they can't get you, the whole, your testimony is destroyed. You know, my wife was telling me about the guy, one guy that she works with, and he gave her a check and gave her $1,500 more. And this guy, he loves money. And she took the check back and said, you miscalculated. The guy was looking, huh? You mean you brought that money back? You know what he does today? He doesn't check anymore. There's trust there. God expects his people to walk in integrity. You can't let hunger make you abandon your faith. Joseph didn't. He didn't let hardship make him abandon his love for God. He took it. He even went to prison. You're not in prison yet. How are you still in line? See, God watches all of those. That's labor. Amen. That's labor. Doing what is right so that you can have genuine seed. If you cheat and you lie and you get the money and sow it in God's kingdom, that's a bad seed. He's not going to yield any fruit for you. But if you earn the money honestly with your labor, with your hands, and then you sow it, God brings it back to you. And then you're blessed. I believe God wants to make this church a great church in the world. Amen? And you're hearing what you're hearing today because God wants to bless you. There's no need to feel bad if you heard what I'm saying. But I, need, I see these things happening among Christians and I wonder what's really going on. Why do you spend what you don't have? Why do you have to catch up with your friend because he has a Lexus? You got to get a Lexus as well. God sees your heart. There's no right before him. When the time comes, he'll give you a Rolls Royce and that's yours. And it will mean nothing to you. But if you go out so that you can be like your friend, when you bring it in, that thing, your life is all tied to that thing. And God forbid somebody hits your new Lexus. They're going to lose their life for hitting this thing. You can do that. You can do that. Keep your heart pure. Amen. That's labor. And do what it takes. Not overnight. Let God establish you. There's a scripture I didn't go, 127 Psalm. Let God establish you, not labor, but giving. Not just one natural labor, but give as well. And let God establish you. Amen. Stand up with me this morning.
every head bow. And again, I want to remind you, my wife and I, Pastor Wendy, some prayer partners, will be up here after this service. I know God answers my prayers, our prayers. If you have a need, you need somebody to pray for you, we'll be here. We want to pray for you. Especially the newcomers, my wife and I will be here for the newcomers, the other prayer partners, Pastor Andy, they'll be here to pray for you. But bow your heads with me this morning. I'm going to give, I want to give opportunity to those who may not know Christ fully in the heart. If you don't know Jesus and you haven't committed to him, you don't know what you're missing. This is a, an incredible thing that can happen to you by you making just that decision to know Christ as your Savior. And what you want to do this morning is acknowledge that you need Christ in your life by just lifting up your hand and you want to make a covenant with him. Amen? All heads bow. You're here this morning and you want to enter with all of your heart a true covenant with Jesus Christ of Nazareth so that he can bless you and be your covenant person, your covenant God. You're here this morning and you need him in your life to be God. Put your hand up quickly and put it down quickly right now. Do that. Do that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bow your heads with me. And everyone, please say this prayer with me. And mean it from your heart. If it comes out of your mouth and you really mean it in your heart, guess what's happened? God has heard it. And your name is written in the book of life. Amen. Say with me, God, I'm coming to you today. I believe in Jesus Christ, your son. I know he died on the cross for my sins. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life today. Heavenly Father, forgive my sins. I receive your son, Jesus Christ, into my life as my Lord and my Savior today, this very hour, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's put our hands together and clap to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. With this means, please do what you've heard. Amen. It's not the hearer that's blessed. It's the doer. God bless you. We're dismissed.